What's up, everyone? This is Jason and John, and you're listening to another Jelly Cards podcast. Who can surpass Mickey Mantle and become the highest sports card ever sold? The 52 Tops Mantle is the holy grail of sports cards, but can anyone top that? You'll find out what John and I think in this episode. So sit back, relax, and let's roll that music. Welcome back to episode 14 of the Jelly Cards Spread the Hobby Love podcast. First thing I want to touch on is the Super Bowl, of course. Chiefs pulling off a pretty impressive win, in my opinion. I definitely did not see a 38 to 35 score happening. I remember I said on the last episode, <laughs> I was way, I was way off, man. I said, yeah. I said 28, 10. Yeah. I, I believed in all the hype of the Eagles defense. And in the first half, the Eagles defense was showing up. I mean, it was 24, 14 going into the second half. We were talking about it in our group chat that, you know, Mahomes went down with the injury right at the end of this uh, second quarter. We pretty much thought that might be it for them. And next thing you know, Chiefs win 38 to 35. So, I mean, very impressive win by Mahomes. I think it was even a more impressive game by Jalen Hurts. And it sucks that he lost that game because he was the best player on that field, in my opinion. Dang. That's a bold statement. Uh, he Three rushing touchdowns. Uh, I think they said that was the most by any quarterback in, uh, in Super Bowl history. And I think he tied for the most uh, rushing touchdowns by any player. Yeah, I Which think I you're th- right. Yeah, so I he had a very impressive game. Uh, how, how many quarterback sneaks did he have to get a first down? I have no idea, but it was almost unstoppable whenever they had that, like, fourth and one or fourth and goal even. Yeah, it was almost like the Chiefs were just like, ah, just let them get the you – know. <laughs> yeah. Let them take as much time off the clock as they want because the moment the Chiefs went on offense, I mean, it was like bang, bang, touchdown. Yeah, exactly. You know, so I just wanted to get your uh, your thoughts on the game and how you think it went. Uh, like you said, I I think I gave the Eagles defense a little too much credit. I Things looked great the first half, and then this is where my – like argument for the importance of coaching comes into play that second half. I don't think the Chiefs punted at all in the second half. I'm trying to think back. I think they scored on every drive. Every single drive. Every yeah, drive on the second half, yep. Uh, I was I was listening to some like responses to it and I I don't know if you knew it, but Kelsey they had asked Kelsey like a day or two ago how he gets open so often all the time. And he gave a lot of credit to Andy Reid, and he said that like Coach Reid draws up these plays that gets him into position to be open. And I think that's probably what happened in the second half. The Andy Reid and the offensive coordinator or somebody up there saw something, and they just exploited the heck out of the Eagles' defense, and they came back and won. It was a great game. I people, I don't know. I don't. I hate saying people, but analysts and sports broadcasters and like people involved in professional sports are saying that it was maybe the best Super Bowl that we've ever seen. And I agree with that. I, that we, we don't have time to touch on the 
pass interference call that much, but I think that it was an amazing game. I had a lot of fun watching it, and I'm happy for the Chiefs. I, I do feel kind of bad for Jalen Hurts. Uh, like you said, I think he had an amazing game, but that's it is what it is, and hopefully he can get back again, but not anytime soon. Go Bears. <laughs> I mean, it was um, the fumble was unfortunate for him, too. You know, that was just a, obviously a misfortune. He dropped the ball, and they scored off of it. You know, which kind of, I mean, if you take away the fumble, you take away seven points, Could maybe could have been a different game. But I still think Jalen had an amazing game. But in regards to the Chiefs and the offense, I mean, yeah, that second half, I mean, not even in just in the second half. I mean, a lot of the passing plays, their wide receivers were wide open. And I think I was like yeah. kind of screaming towards the end. I'm like, man up. <laughs> like Eagles deep, man up, grab a guy. Exactly. Like you're, that, you're, um... you're sitting so far back expecting like you thinking Tyreek Hill's still on the team as if they're going to go deep on you and you're leaving what 10, 15 yards wide open. Yeah. And they did it twice the, on that goal line play. I think the first one went to Tony and then the second one went to Moore just on opposite sides of the field. And I yep. just, yeah. I didn't understand it. I don't know what, I don't know what was going on in the in the defense's mind over there in, in Philly. Yeah, I mean it was it was kind of unreal to to see the lack of defense played by the Eagles in the second half. I mean, and I mean honestly, the lack of offense too. I mean, you you only scored what eleven points in the second half, but you gave up twenty four. Yeah. So yeah, I was. I mean, it was a letdown for for the Eagles. You know, I I chose them to win. I made my bets. Unfortunately, it didn't happen. I was I chose under forty nine and a half points total for the game. So I was like, well, <laughs> that was that was bonehead play of me. Yeah, for but, real. But all in all, it was it was it was a very exciting game. So, it which it comes at perfect time too that Mahomes got his second uh, Super Bowl victory. Because I've been thinking about this question a lot, and which is why I want to touch base on it this episode. And I want to ask you this because your your sports knowledge and your your sports card knowledge is so vast that you're the perfect person to ask this question to. And I thought the first time I thought about the question was after LeBron James uh, broke the record to become the all-time leading scorer in the NBA. And it made me think, so the Topps 52 Mickey Mantle card is arguably the holy grail of sports cards in the, you know, in the sports card world, correct? Yeah, that and uh, Wagner. And it made me think, is there ever going to be a player and card of that player that's ever going to surpass the f- tops 52 mantle as being the oh, the holy grail of sports cards like is there ever going to be a player that can surpass it in terms of like card sales because that's why that card is so sought after it's why that card is the holy grail of sports cards is in my opinion is because of how much it sells for right am i am i right in that sense Kind of yes, kind of no. It's I think the the reasoning behind all these vintage cards selling for so much money, it ties into 
like um, the origins of the hobby and the stories behind those cards. I think that's why they sell so much. They're they're old. They're they're beaten up. They're rare, and they have Hall of Fame players on them. But it's it also you bring up a good point. It is it definitely the player takes a big part in it. If it's just some nobody, some uh, like bench player from the Yankees, he may not be as expensive as Mickey, but. Yeah, it's a, it's a really interesting thought and it's an interesting topic to think about. And and why, you know, and why I did think about it is because, you know, and with the way sports cards have taken off, especially since 2020 when the card boom happened and you're seeing all of these like record-breaking sales happen. It made me think, well, are there any players playing currently right now? Or maybe ha- who have retired, but basically who have started their careers after we were born. You know, we were born early 90s. Are there any players who started their careers after that who could potentially surpass Mickey Mantle and become the ultimate <clears throat> sports card? And I'll, I'll go ahead and, and it, this is why I say it was perfect about Patrick Mahomes winning this Super Bowl because – Instantly when I went, well, could there ever be a player to do it? One of the players jumped right in my head was Patrick Mahomes. Dang. You know, this was Patrick Mahomes, like we said previously. This is Patrick Mahomes' third Super Bowl in the, the last four seasons. Second one he's won, and the only one he lost was to Tom Brady. He do you, Did you know – that he has the most expensive NFL card ever sold. Dang. I kind of figured, but I did not know. Yeah, so back in July of 2021, and this was in a PWCC auction, his uh, 2017 uh, National Treasures NFL Shield RPA, which is a 101, and it's a rookie card. It was graded in a BGS 8.5. It sold back in July of 2021 for $4.3 million. Awesome. Which surpassed Tom Brady, who current who previously held the record because he had a card sell for $3.1 million. Wow. And that uh, $4.3 million card ranks, uh, ranks seventh all time in the most expensive sports card ever sold. And this is why I bring it up because Patrick Mahomes, he's only 27 years old. He already has a card that sold for $4.3 million. He surpassed Brady, the the GOAT of football, the, the best quarterback to ever play football in a lot of people's eyes. And he has a card that sold higher than that. And I want to just break down a little bit of his career so far because it's, it's very impressive what he's accomplished already in such a young, young career in the NFL. Yeah. So he was the – so now with this second Super Bowl win, he's the 13th quarterback to win multiple Super Bowls. He's the 11th player – to win both the uh, MVP and the Super Bowl in the same season. 
He's also the youngest out of those 11 players. He's the seventh player to win the season MVP and the Super Bowl MVP in the same season. And he's the fifth player to win multiple Super Bowl MVPs. It's very impressive. Yeah. So I go, well, he already has a card that sold for $4.3 million. He's selling higher than Tom Brady. (laughs) Which to me is – it's incredible because you you would think – when I thought about this question, you would you would have thought Tom Brady instantly. Like, oh, Tom Brady, you know, he's probably the most recognized sports figure in recent years, right? I mean, everybody knows Tom Brady. Everybody loves Tom Brady. You would think that his cards would just be going for millions and millions of dollars because of his name and what he's accomplished in the NFL. But it almost kind of looks... And sounds like people are expecting Patrick Mahomes to be better than Tom Brady. Or are they sitting back and going, this is the next Tom Brady? You know, right. what, what, do you, what do you think about that? I think everything you said is, is pretty exciting. I, God, it's tough because I agree with you. I don't would I put would I put all my money inside a Tom Brady rookie card or would I put all my money inside a Patrick Mahomes rookie card? I think... Man, I think that the reasoning behind Mahomes selling for higher than Brady is probably going to come down to rarity. I don't, I'm trying to think, was the Tom Brady probably the contender's auto? It had to have been. I believe so, yeah. Yeah, so I think the contender to, contender's autos, which are the rookie class and the rookie set that you can find Tom's, Tom Brady's rookie autograph in, I think those cards are numbered to maybe a hundred, maybe maybe even higher. But I I'm gonna give it the benefit of the doubt and just say hundred. I think because those Brady rookies are autoed and numbered up to a hundred, and the Mahomes rookie is a one of one. I think people are kind of drawn more to that instead of the stats, obviously, because there's there's no reason any other quarterback should ever sell for more than Tom Brady. But when you like we've talked about so many times when you, when it comes to the sports card hobby, when it comes to card collecting and selling and buying in general, people are always going to be drawn to a card or like even tickets or something like that. They want something that nobody else has. And because it's a one of one, because it's Patrick Mahomes, like we just talked about a little bit earlier, the player takes a big part in it because it's a one of one of Patrick Mahomes and, man, a, a counter question to you. Do you think that card's going to go up now? Well, and so it's it's funny that you say that because I just thought about that today, too. <laughs> Instantly, I went, man, if, if I'm the owner of this card, would yeah. I, should I sell it? Because am I, am I, uh, I personally think it would go up. I mean, if you sold it right now, I feel as if, Somebody's gonna jump out and go, "Hey, I want this for six million dollars, or I'll pay seven million dollars to have this card." And like you said, it, it's it is the rarity of the card. It's a one hundred and one. Yep, you're the only person <laughs> on this planet who owns this card. Exactly. 
which is why I think if if Patrick Mahomes keeps up the success that he's been having in the NFL and he does this throughout maybe potentially a 20-year career, I, it's already at $4.3 million. I mean, if he has Tom Brady's success in the NFL and this is the only card that you can get your hands on that has this, you know, this NFL shield patch. I don't know, man. I think, I mean, I think it could. And, and so when we say the tops 52 Mickey Mantle, what I'm talking about, I'm talking about the SGC 9.5, by the way. So that, that $12 million sale that happened, even though there are PSA tens out there (laughs) that have not been sold, but I'm talking at least for right now, you know, the SGC 9.5 tops 52 Mickey Mantle card, which sold for what, 12.6 million or something like that, I think. Correct. Um, that's what we're comparing it to. Like, can a card surpass that amount, at least for right now, until somebody decides, hey, we want to sell the PSA 10? Yeah. Uh, that's a really great question. I think, oh, man, anybody else besides Mahomes? Well, at least uh, so anybody else in football, maybe, do you think could? Because the top three, the th- top three cards ever sold are obviously the, the 9.5 SGC Mantle and then the two Honest Wagner cards. Mm-hmm. So it's, there, are two, there are three baseball cards. I mean, do you think there's any other football player that could potentially do it? I mean, I, me personally, I don't think so. I don't think so either. I'm trying to think of who could even come close and – Mahomes is the only one now yeah. that Brady's officially retired. I, unless somebody goes on some sort of insane run where they win like three or four in a row, man, that's an interesting question. Who, who has the most Super Bowls currently in the NFL? Like individual player? I uh, honestly, I think it's, I think it's Mahomes. I think so too. I'm like trying to think on the on the back of my head. Like Roethlisberger's gone. Brady's obviously gone. Um, Rogers only has one. Mm-hmm. Rogers only has one. I'm trying and to think of like successful and quarterbacks that are there like every year. And I no, got I, honestly, I think Patrick Mahomes is the only person in the NFL that currently has two Super Bowl wins. Right, as a starter, we're saying, yeah, I'm not yeah saying as a starter, as a starter, yes, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not, yeah. Saying, I'm not trying to go through like the the backup list and yeah, no, as a starter, yeah, yeah. I think the only, I think. I okay to kind of reel it in and kind of get back on topic. The only cards that I think will ever surpass that 12.6 million mantle, in my opinion, is going to be one of the PSA 10 mantles yeah. or um, some of these hidden slash never going to be sold Honest Wagner cards. It might be that, it might be some other cards that are inside the, the Ken Kendrick collection. Ken. Uh, one of he's I think the only owner he could be a part owner of the Diamondbacks and he has one of the PSA existence. I'm pretty sure there's only three and he has and then he also has uh, what's become a controversial almost and PSA 8 Honest Wagner card so I'm not sure if you know this already Jason but that PSA Wagner, uh, the serial number on it, graded by PSA, is 
like zero 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 one. It's the first card that PSA claims to have created. I don't know if they did that on purpose or if they kind of just uh, I don't know what happened to it, but that's the card. It got graded to PSA eight, and it's currently and obviously the highest card that the highest grade that card has ever gotten. But there's a story behind the card that in the midst of all the hands that it's changed, like the hands that have gone <laughs> gone through and touched that card. One of the previous owners, I think, came forward and said that they, quote unquote, altered the card. Oh, yeah. And so the Ken Kendrick now has that card. It actually was previously owned by Wayne Gretzky. I don't know if you knew that, too. But uh, Oh, wow. No, I did not know that. Yeah. Wayne Gretzky and I think the owner of the L.A. Kings convinced Gretzky to go in and bid on that card and he won it. And then eventually Gretzky got rid of it, and then another person got rid of it, and it made its way to Ken Kendrick. And so I think the only card that will ever outsell the SGC 9 52 Tops Mantle is either going to be that Honest Wagner card or a PSA 10 Mickey, or this is like kind of my, maybe my sleeper pick. I think, I kind of want to look it up, but I'm almost certain that Ken Kendrick also has uh, basically a bunch of high-grade Hall of Fame rookie or, like, extremely rare cards. And I think one of them is the 51 Bowman Mantle. I think oh, he wow. has, Yeah, I think he has a 51 Bowman Mantle. He has a couple of the 33 Gaudi Babe Ruths. I don't think that any modern card will ever outsell the Mantle. I think it'll be another vintage high-grade car that nobody else can claim to have. But it's it's really touchy. I, I'm trying to think of maybe LeBron, maybe Mahomes, but so, what do so you think? So yeah, I was about to stop you right there on LeBron. Okay, I'm going to start off by saying this. <laughs> I am not, and this is me, this is not a collective jelly thought, this is me personally. I am not a LeBron fan whatsoever. <laughs> I'm not a fan of him. I could care less about anything he has accomplished in the in the NBA. Michael Jordan will forever be the GOAT of basketball. Nobody will ever surpass Michael Jordan, in my opinion, as being the greatest play, uh, basketball player ever. Listen, LeBron James broke this you know, broke this record to become the number one scorer in the NBA all time. He did it in the third quarter, at right at the end of the third quarter of the game. Yeah. And then he sat. And he sat in the fourth quarter. And he watched his team lose, I believe it was uh, 133 to 130. And also, I don't think he has played yet since he's broken the record because of a so-called ankle injury. All I'm saying is that I think he was playing to break the record. Now that he did, I think he could probably care less. <laughs> that's, my, that's my own personal opinion. It's not a collective jelly thought. People can get mad at me for saying it. I don't care. I am not a fan of the guy whatsoever. However... For some reason, people love this guy. <laughs> and he has a lot of supporters. 
And a lot of people out there think that he is the goat of basketball. He's the greatest player ever. And it makes me think if there is any modern era player who could surpass Mantle or at least surpass the $10 million mark, I think, unfortunately, it's going to be LeBron James. Interesting. And I say this because... So I know we've talked about it previously on a different episode, but his 2003 to 2004 uh, exquisite collection rookie, it's a uh, RPA. It was graded a BGS nine. That card sold in April of 2021 for $5.2 million. Uh, It's tied for fourth highest uh, for all time sports cards ever sold. He's fourth on the list. However, according to an article that I that I read, apparently there are two BGS 9.5s of that same card out there. Oh boy. Yep. And I, I didn't realize this about the card, but I guess there's there was only 23 of those cards printed. Correct. Um, I think it, they said two out of the 21 cards that have been graded by BGS, two of them got 9.5s. And I know recently somebody just pulled one, correct? Yeah. So there's what, one more floating out there? Maybe, yeah. I think there might be still one out there somewhere in a box, if, if the math's correct. <laughs> but I think... If some and obviously, if there are two 9.5s out there, they're clearly holding them for a reason. Because I'm (laughs) shocked that one didn't surface the moment he broke the record. Maybe right now is not the best market. Maybe that's what they're thinking. You know, obviously, we've seen a lot of cards drop in price. But I mean, what do you think? I mean, if a if a BGS nine of one of those cards sold for 5.2 million. What do you think a BGS 9.5 could sell for? That's an amazing question. I so I I don't want to say you can almost make it a collective jelly statement. Everything you said, everything you said about LeBron, but um, I agree with you. I I'm not a LeBron fan. I think we might have a little bit of bias, but it's kind of. He is an amazing player. I I don't want to take away anything from LeBron because I kind of um, even I'm getting sick of hearing the debate of LeBron versus Jordan and LeBron versus Kobe, Kobe versus Jordan, all this like top three, top four, top five, all that, all that stuff. I'm sick and tired of hearing about it. Um, it's basically like Eric said in the group chat. I give this give credit to Eric for that. It's you either you pick whoever you want and there's no changing anybody's mind, but. <clears throat> It's interesting that you bring up LeBron because I I've been watching I don't they're not like they're not podcasts so to speak but they're just like Instagram live sessions with uh, hobby people like uh, Instagram live and Twitter live and other YouTube videos of people in the sports card hobby and the reason that I'm gonna 
disagree and say that I don't think that LeBron's, even his BGS 9.5, will break 10 million. I think based on these videos, <laughs> the the really rich and the the people that are in the hobby who have a lot of money to spend on collectibles and love throwing millions of dollars on these super rare cards, I think it's a collective agreement that these guys also, guys and girls, are not big fans of uh, of LeBron James. I, I just, based on some videos that I've seen online, it's just kind of, they, they all kind of, it's, he's just, he's unlikable for, for people like us who grew up worshiping and idolizing Michael Jordan and Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, uh, even Barkley, if you want to go Barkley, but I'm, I'm a big Shaq supporter. I, I love Shaq. I love Kobe. Um, growing up and watching those NBA players kind of change the, the game of basketball and kind of develop basketball into this worldwide sensation. They just, I, myself, this is me, John, my opinion. I don't, I don't appreciate his like arrogance from time to time. Yeah. I, I kind of hate calling it arrogance. Uh, no, yeah. you, it, it is though. It yeah. is. But if anyone in the NBA has almost, right, almost more of like selfishness. Yeah. It's, but he's, he's, self, he's a selfish player. Yeah. And, like, like you got, like you talked about. I, if, <laughs> in my opinion, if Jordan was on the court and he had broken some sort of record in three quarters, I'm almost certain he would not sit out for the fourth quarter, no matter what, because he would want his team to finish the game with a win. And it's just little things like that that kind of separate that kind of separates the debate for me. So to kind of give a winded answer, I think if somebody decides to sell that LeBron. Um, exquisite out of 23 RPA BGS 9.5. I do think it should sell for more than 5.2 million. It should sell for more than the nine, but I don't think it'll get all the way up to 10. I will, I will say it'll get to seven at least push eight. I'd be honestly, I'd be surprised if it got to nine. So, but what, but what if, what if you have some young you know, financial mogul out there. Yeah. You know, some young investor that, you know, that grew up with, grew up at the same time as LeBron James, you know, grew I mean, if somebody grew up in the same era as LeBron and wasn't necessarily watching when Michael played, I mean, that's why a lot of people like LeBron is because it's, it's just people were witnessed him play, you know, I mean, for like me and you, Sure, we we grew up while Michael was playing, but we were kids. Yeah. You know, we were little kids. I don't remember really watching him play. I, the only really time that I remember him playing is when he was on the Wizards. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, so, I mean, I definitely think the 9.5, if and when it's sold, it's going to be high. Yeah. And a part of me almost goes, somebody might just want LeBron to be not only the goat of basketball, but the goat of the sports card world. And they're going to be like, I'll give you $13 million for that card just so he's on the top. You know what I mean? Like, I just feel yeah. like that could happen. Uh, it very well could. Uh, what I'm, I'm trying to say that, like, if it goes to auction – I feel like those young people who grew up 
idolizing LeBron and watching LeBron and have all this kind of money to spend, I don't think they're going to be bidding against that many people. I just, it's kind of an interesting note. I don't know if you know this, Jason, but um, when the news broke that, uh, that LeBron sold for $5.2 million, do you, do you know who commented on that, uh, on that photo? Was it Jordan? Nope. Who? LeBron did. LeBron huh. said, well, well, good thing I have one of these stashed away. And I will, I'm going to try to find the comment exactly, but basically LeBron commented saying, hey, this is really exciting because I have this card. <laughs> so I'm kind of curious to see if <laughs> maybe if the 9.5 surfaces, maybe LeBron will bid it up himself. <laughs> Oh, oh, she'll build himself, huh? Yeah, kind of boost the the price of his own card to get it to sell for twelve point six one million dollars, so that he can be he can be at the. T- uh yeah, I could I could use, and that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, I I think if there truly is, like, out of the top, so out of the top ten list, do you know there's four players that are currently that are on that top ten list that are actually still playing right now. It's obvious. It's LeBron James, Luka Doncic, Patrick Mahomes, and Mike Trout. Now, nice. before Mike Trout's injuries, I probably would have said Mike Trout because Mike Trout was on pace to be one of the best baseball players ever. He could still be. Yeah, but I mean, if now with the the injuries, and I don't know necessarily if he if he will be like can you consider him to be the best ever if he's like if he's had seasons where he's not playing all the games honestly i think yes i think uh i think trout's not done and i'm hoping that he's gonna kind of bounce back these next few years and kind of prove himself back even though he has nothing left to prove but i think he's gonna hopefully bounce back and do well but keep going the point I'm making is that it's just there's four cards that are on the top ten list, and they they are currently still playing. I mean, LeBron, I don't think he's I don't think he's done anytime soon. I'm I'm pretty sure LeBron is eventually he's gonna want to win another championship before he retires. I mean, he's still he's still playing at an elite level. I mean, he's still like one of the top scorers in the league. Yeah, that's you what know? I that, I wanted to mention that because I like I said I. I don't, I don't like the bashing that he gets, even though I'm not a fan of him. It's what we're witnessing is something that I don't think we'll ever witness again. And for someone to perform this well at such a, at like, in his old age, if you want to call it that, at how many years he's been in the league, twenty something yeah. years, and he's still doing this. Yeah, it, he deserves a lot of credit for that. But yeah, keep going. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, but. I mean, I, I think eventually he's going to probably leave the Lakers. I think he'll, he'll, he'll leave the Lakers. He's going to go to another team that he, he knows he can win a championship with because, let's face it, he can't win one by himself. He's only one. Yeah, you're right. He cannot. But I, I don't know, man. I think, I mean, like Luca being on there, obviously that card resold. You know, it, it was originally it sold for four point six million. It resold and it was significantly less. I mean, it still sold for over three million dollars, but it sold significantly less than the four point six that it originally had. Mike Trout, yes, maybe he could get you know continue. I mean, his cards have plummeted 
let's I mean let's face it definitely we are proud owners of some Mike Trout rookie cards that we have unfortunately seen drop yes but if you look at LeBron James and you look at Patrick Mahomes if you had to choose one of them who do you think has the best shot of accomplishing this feat that's a great question and as much as it pains me to say, oh man, Ugh. I guess I have to choose LeBron because um, he already currently is that card that's sold for more than the one of one shield of um, of Mahomes, and there are higher grades of that card out there in existence. So I'm going to go with LeBron, even though I don't want to. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think LeBron, LeBron's upper deck exquisite RPA, rookie patch auto. That is the only quote-unquote modern card that I think will come close to Mantle and Wagner. But I just want to reiterate that I don't think that any modern card will ever be more valuable than some of these vintage cards that I love and would trade my entire collection for. <laughs> Well, let me ask you this thing, too. So when Fanatics takes over, is the Fanatics takeover going to make all those cards more valuable now? Because now you're never going to see a Patrick Mahomes, you know, national treasure card. You know, that, you know, all these cards that were, you know, Panini products, you know, Upper Deck or whatever, whatever the case may be, whatever company made the card. I mean, is the Fanatics takeover now going to make people seek out those cards even more? That is a phenomenal question. My gut answer is yes. I feel like I would. It's it's kind of like, um, dang, you're now you're making me think even even further. You're kind of you're kind of creating. It's it's kind of a horrible comparison, but you're creating like a WOTC market versus a Nintendo market in that. All these high-end men and women who want to buy super expensive sports cards, they've been in this hobby for such a long time that they probably will not be that interested in fanatics. And they will want to go back to their original love of Panini, of Upper Deck, of like the, the metal gems and the Topps Chrome, all those kinds of things. Uh, when I say top scroll, I mean basketball, like the the Kobe refractor, the, the BGS ten, all those old school quote unquote sets. I think that if I had that kind of money and I was a collector, I would be chasing down those cards to have them in my collection forever, or not <laughs> not forever, but for as long as possible till the time comes yeah. to sell it. And yeah, actually, I do, I do think that it makes those cards more appealing and make make you kind of want it more but honestly i don't know what what do you think would you what do you think is going to happen if uh, if that officially happens and there are no there's no more national treasures there's no more immaculate there's no more sets like that it was a good comparison that you made with the wot versus nintendo because that's exactly true wot WOTC cards are that much more sought after because you can't get them anymore. Unless, unless you're finding these unopened boxes or, or packs that are out there, but 
they're not created anymore. You know what I mean? You're not, you're never going to see a, a newly printed WOTC card. So yeah. it was a very good comparison to that is that in the fact that you're not going to see, you know, uh, football cards printed in, you know, from Panini, you're not going to be seeing baseball cards printed by tops anymore, you know, or at least licensed product, you know, they might still do it, but it's going to be on license, you know, which like we've said before, it completely takes away the value of the card. And you have that emotional connection too. Ex- exactly. So I think when this fanatics takes over, I think, it, it may be, I, I don't know, I almost don't want to say, like, it may be a great time to list the 9.5 LeBron James card when they take over. And, and like you said, these kind of old school collectors in the hobby who are not happy about this new takeover, somebody, you know, somebody might go, nope, I, I need this card and I need it now and I'm willing to pay X amount of money for it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, so, it's a really interesting thought. It's a really interesting topic too, because there's no way to know. There's no way to know until somebody decides, like, hey, let's see, let's see if this uh, the fanatics officially taking over has any sort of impact on the on the cards market. I kind of we should kind of do our own little our own little uh, case study or do some research on that and see how cards react to to the news officially being like broken. It would be very interesting because. Nobody knows what to expect. I mean, Fanatics is, you know, I, what they came out with. Um, what was that news that they recently just came out with about their own, like, marketplace that they're going to yeah. be competing with, like, eBay and stuff yep, and whatnot? Correct. Yeah. So, that I mean, that's big news. They're already trying to take over all aspects of the sports card hobby or just the card hobby in general. So it's, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. And I think it's going to make all these super amazing cards that much more valuable. I think I agree. Uh, I really, yeah, it's tough to say. I don't, it's also because I, man, it's how, what rookies that are going to, it's also the fact that they're rookie cards, uh, the rookies yeah. that are going to be coming out of fanatics, who are they going to be? And are they going to like withstand, not withstand? Are they going to, I guess, are they going to uh, transcend time? Are they going to be so good? Like um, we've never really talked about it, but uh, we talked about it briefly in the jelly cards uh, chat, but a player like Bedard in hockey, I've, I've been reading so many articles about him that he's like a, a generational talent. Like, is there going to be somebody who's, so much better athletically and I guess overall than any of these previous rookies that people are just going to get go nuts for those cards or are they just going to fall back into yeah. the players that they grew up with and that they love? It's, I mean, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a great thought because nobody knows, you know, yeah. nobody, nobody knows it's, it's, it's the rarity of the, the hobby. Then it's the beauty of the hobby that, you never know what's going to happen. I mean, I, I highly doubt anybody thought that when they graded their LeBron James rookie card and it came back a BGS nine, that they were going to turn around and sell that card for $5.2 million. Exactly. Nobody. I mean, if when the card was printed in 2003, 2004 and it was pulled, I mean, 
nobody even thought that, you know, there's no way somebody was like, this card's going to be worth millions of dollars down the road because it was just, it wasn't happening. Exactly. And but that's... now, but, but now it is though. And you're seeing <laughs> so many players surpass that million dollar mark. I mean, Justin Herbert already surpassed the million dollar mark. And I mean, I don't want to rip on Justin Herbert, but what has he accomplished in the NFL? Yards. <laughs> yeah, and he's already surpassed one million in car in a card sale. Yeah. So this is this is the whole point of why I, I thought about the question is because if you look at the way the market is and the amount of money people are willing to spend on a sports card, is it a matter of time before somebody becomes the the holy grail of cards like is there is is lebron james gonna be the new sought after hey i just i sold for 13 million dollars right you know and and the whole what i love most about this this episode is i i you know the last couple episodes we've been talking about a lot of sports we kind of drifted away from the, the the card talk yeah you know, and, and that's the main point of this this podcast is, you know, it's spread the hobby love. I mean, we, we wanted to talk cards. We're so deeply involved in, in the card world and we, we love sports cards. And I just wanted us to get back to our roots. You know, yes. I, I wanted to talk some cards, you know, and I thought it was a great topic. Perfect timing that Patrick Mahomes won his second Super Bowl because it played in perfectly with the, the question I wanted to ask you, you know, so. Again, you know, please to anybody who's who's listening to this uh, episode, let us know what you think. I mean, we could be very much wrong. There could be a player we didn't even mention that you go, hey, whoa, 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 what about this guy? You know? Yeah, I think I agree completely. I, it's <laughs> even when you were saying that, I was just I was sitting here shaking my head because I don't see any reason that LeBron James is. Auto should surpass like a 52 Mantle or a T206 Wagner. And that's just me being like a, a biased vintage collector and a lover. But if you look at the, if you look at the hobby objectively, that's absolutely possible. And we've talked about it on previous episodes and I want to reiterate it here now. A grading and grading takes a huge, huge part in this as well. Because what happens if somebody pulls that final LeBron and they grade it and it gets a black label 1010? Like, like what I immediately in my head, I'm thinking, okay, yeah, absolutely. That card is going to sell for God to 20 million. I don't, I don't know. It's not only LeBron's rookie auto. It's basically the best condition that card is ever going to be in. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. there's or other cards out SGC there that can do that. Gold label 10. Oh God. Here we go. You're, you're ruining it. You're, you're ruining the episode. There's, there's other cards out there that can do the same. Like, what happens if, um, like, a Mike Trout red first Bowman Auto gets a ten ten? Like, what, what's going to happen with that? What's going to happen if um, some numbered Kobe rookie surfaces with his auto and it gets a ten ten? Like, grading takes such a huge part in this in this discussion and. It's crazy to think that even a BGS 9 and a Mahomes BGS 8.5, those cards are still in the top 10. And there might, we, 
I'm trying to look at things objectively because subjectively, it's always going to be vintage for me. I would, I would trade every single one of my modern cards for more vintage cards. But if you look at things with a clear mind and no bias, there, there could be cards coming out of any pack any day that could potentially make their way onto this list. And um, I hope people who are listening can kind of agree with us and let us know. Um, even, God, it's so crazy to see how many cards sell for so much money nowadays. Even like, even rookies in the NBA like uh, Kate Cunningham and um, what's his name? I was uh, Josh Giddy. Is that the right set? The OKC player. I was, I was looking at his cards because they came up when I was <laughs> when I texted you guys and I was doing my ridiculous three in the morning PSA ten rookies <laughs> auction <laughs> auction search on eBay. I saw some giddy cards and I'm like, what the heck? What's going on? Why are people paying like over a grand for this guy's cards? Why are people paying twelve hundred dollars for a Cal Trask card? <laughs> and it's wild. It's it's uh, very upsetting when you go to look up a player and you you think that they are going to be oh. va- valued less than they actually are. Yeah. You know, because since last episode, I've been looking at a lot of Dak Prescott cards and I've been I've been bidding on some. I'll admit, I'll oh, admit. No. Oh, but no. I'm just like, what? Why are these cards going for so much money? <laughs> If everybody else thinks thinks about deck the same way that John does, I mean, I should be getting these cards for nothing. Yeah, yeah, I they should be agree. paying me to take the card off their hand. It's so funny you say that because I I did the exact same thing with Shohei. I've I've been looking at so many Otani cards recently, and it's like frustrating because I want them to be cheap, but they're not, and I'm so depressed that I don't. Yeah, well, you should have been you should have been Luke. Yeah, I I should have. Luke was a genius. He is a genius. I, I'm upset with him. If he listens to this episode, Luke, I'm personally upset that you sold your Otani cards. I wish you <laughs> kept all of them and sold them to me for the increased profit that they are now worth. But because well, he went on, he went on like a binge where he was. Yeah. I mean, I think he was buying some for like twenty bucks, and you know, when yep. nobody Shohei came into the league everybody was so hyped up and then next thing you know he got injured and everybody forgot about him and exactly. luke was luke was there to pick up all the pieces yeah he was waiting he was waiting in the shadows to scoop yeah. up as much of yeah. cards as possible yeah and i'm proud of him luke if when you listen to this look um i'm super proud i wish i would have you guys know how insane i am when it comes to buying cards yep. i wish i would have known that luke was on that train and i would have joined him on that train and bought like a hundred Otani rookies just just to join Luke not even that's how crazy I am when it comes to sports cards I don't even I don't even look into it that much if if you or Luke or Eric if you guys say that you're in hey I'm in too let's 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 buy some cards well it's it's kind of funny though because you know you guys talk about Shohei Otani being arguably being potentially the best baseball player to ever play the game has he had a card surpass a million? Oh, I don't know. I don't, I don't think, think so. he has. Ugh, you know, so enough. I mean, you guys rave about Shohei Otani, <laughs> Shohei Otani this, Shohei Otani that. Yet, I mean, show me your million dollar sale, and then maybe I'll become a believer. Oh God! Okay. <laughs> I need to end this episode before. Yeah, we yeah. Go ahead and uh, go ahead and take us away, John. I'm gonna. Say one last thing, and then you get one more, and then we can go. I 
I really appreciate this episode. I, I hope people who listen to this can agree with some of the things we talked about. And if you don't agree, please reach out. I'm, I love talking about sports cards, even Pokemon cards. We didn't even mention Pokemon cards, but I don't, I don't think Pokemon will unfortunately ever get that close. But No, no, I don't think so. People who are listening to this, uh, can you think of any modern to ultra-modern cards that may ever surpass the 1952 Tops SGC 9.5 Mickey Mantle? Uh, because we talked about a few. We even talked about if you can even narrow it down to a player. Do you think a player that could ever come close to having their card sales go that drastically high? And let us know what you think. Uh, reach out to us on Instagram and Twitter. We are at Jelly Cards. If you are active like Jason on TikTok, please reach out to Jason. Um, he's Jelly underscore Cards. And let us know what you think. Let us know if anyone will get close. Do you have any predictions on if they'll break it or how close they'll get? And then uh, last thing, I guess I want to ask you, Jason, now that uh, spring training is around the corner and we're finally into the the jelly cards heart of the the season yeah any can you think of any i want can i ask you what you think the cubs record is going to be for this year Ooh. uh well you're putting me on the spot because i'm not great with math here so <laughs> <laughs> over over or under 85 wins Ooh. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. uh man i'm gonna say over Dang. Okay. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say eighty six or eighty seven. <laughs> so barely over. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna say eighty six. Okay. I like that. All right. Yeah, I was just I was just curious. Um my final thoughts. Thank you all so much for listening. Reach out to us with any questions or concerns. Uh if anyone having like exciting Super Bowl experiences, I would love to hear that too. Uh Super Bowl is always a lot of fun for me. I love watching it. I love looking at cards immediately after to see how the market reacts. That's right. And, uh, yeah, thank you all. Uh, hope everyone has a great week. Keep spreading the love of the hobby. And, as always, keep hanging out with us and keep listening. Love you guys. Your friends from the Jelly Cards Podcast. <laughs>